Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the Storyboard today. I decided to do this one to be completely freeform and non-scripted because I wanted to give my most honest and genuine thoughts about the current state of the animation industry. Now, the industry, based on face value, from my own opinion so far, is that it's currently going through many shifts and reforms. After all, old juggernauts such as Disney are actually going on the low instead of rising, with other companies such as like DreamWorks trying to find their footing and now independent animation is actually starting to get more and more popular than ever i mean there are a lot of pilots that are now up on youtube that people can check out such as long gone gulch lackadaisy satania etc and with that i honestly wanted to do kind of a state of the industry address just to give my current thoughts and see what can currently be improved what's working what's not working and who knows, maybe give some insight around every now and then. I mean, sure, the bigger companies won't be hearing this, but hey, it's always nice to have your voice out there. Well, first, I wanted to go with an obvious juggernaut of the industry, Disney. Now, Disney's a tough case because, believe it or not, their, pro their animated projects aren't exactly making as much money as they used to. Nowadays, they're actually relying more on like their live-action movies, such as like Marvel and Star Wars, to make most of their revenue. Now, of course, this isn't this doesn't stop their animation department from not gaining any successes. I mean, believe it or not, while Encanto wasn't a success in theaters, it was able to make bank because it was on Disney Plus. And I think that's what they're starting to rely on as of now. However, while Disney Plus can be quite the crutch to use, I do believe that it will impact like what they'll be able to do in the future. I mean, after all, they haven't been able to find anything big after Encanto. Believe it or not, like, Strange World flopped, even in Pixar's side, Lightyear flopped, Turning Red didn't make as much of a return as they were hoping for it, despite it being an Oscar nominee. And now, they're mainly relying on, like, two of animated films to come out this year, which would be Elemental and Wish. Now, Elemental is kind of hard, because even though Pixar used to be quite like a juggernaut in the industry itself, I mean, it was able to make masterpieces such as Ratatouille, WALL-E, Monsters, Inc., etc., The Incredibles even. Nowadays, they're not making as much as they used to. Even now, people are starting to think that the stories have found this more formulaic type of sense because they're now using more of the insert thing here, but if it had feelings logic to it. But in my opinion, I think that's because Pixar's taking more of a shape where it's telling more personal stories based on the director and writer's point of view. Like, even this upcoming film, Elemental, is actually, is based on, like, is actually based on the director's experiences, like, growing up here as a South, as a South Korean immigrant. And with that, though, I'd still say that, in a way, it still feels kind of like generic-y but it's still in that Pixar style where it has its own unique identity you know and so many audiences have already tried have already written off the film but I think that is one of those movies that we should give a fair chance only because I do think that it might genuinely surprise us after all we saw that turning red definitely was aimed at a certain audience and the audience who was trying to hit it was successful with not a lot. Of, it's one of those movies where I don't really want to say this, but I truly do think it's one of those movies where it's like some people will get it and others probably won't get it. And that's only because you can tell that specific that Turning Red has an audience that it wants to appeal to. And I think the same will go to Elemental, whether you're in a world where you're a fish out of water or getting to know like other cultures that you're not really necessarily used to. 
and essentially like just breaking out of that wall that society places around you. Now at Disney themselves, they do actually have another film coming out this year from their animation department. With that being called with that film being called Wish, which is actually meant to celebrate their 100 year anniversary. So congrats to the mouse for 100 years. However, the thing about Wish so far is that nobody knows anything about it. Like seriously, there has not been one lick of promotion outside of concept art. And I do think that that will negatively impact how successful it could be because Disney underestimates how much their Disney princess movies makes. Like you think they'd learn like after Frozen, like market these, like seriously, give parents, give parents an opportunity to see like, hey guys, new Disney princess movies coming out. Not to mention this one's using a new animation style to celebrate 100 years. Like this is like this is the opportunity that Disney should be relying on. I mean, after all, the past few films hasn't been exactly as successful as they were hoping it for it to be. So this could be the one to put them back on track, especially since this is going to be their second original film in a good while, because after this, we're going to be stuck with sequels such as Utopia 2 and Frozen 3, which I can't comment much on those because I don't know if they'll be good or not. But anyway, Disney's more of in that Disney really needs to step up their animation promotion because that is what the company's most known for. I mean, come on now. Think about it. You think that the company that was able to make hits such as Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King, Aladdin, Bambi, etc. would realize that making live action remakes of your movies aren't what your audiences is looking for. In fact, by promoting the more original stories that you had in the back in the past, that'll be what you need to rely on in order to keep remaining in, as a juggernaut in this industry. I mean, I mean, come on now. They were able to get surpassed by their long by their long competitors DreamWorks and Illumination for the very first time in a while. Some of you guys might have known like DreamWorks released Puss in Boots 2 and Illumination now with the Mario movie which is about to make a billion dollars. Yeah, Disney could learn from them. And honestly, going on to DreamWorks, it's hard to comment on them too because DreamWorks is like the ultimate coin flip of a company. They'll either release movies that can be genuinely amazing, such as How to Train Your Dragon and Kung Fu Panda one day, and then the next day you get something like, I don't know, Monsters vs. Aliens, Sherman and Mr. Peabody. So it's truly hard to like advocate for DreamWorks, because for every good thing they release, they have something that comes out that can be either mid or just straight up garbage. However, luckily, they were able to find, like, a stride for a bit, even if it was for, like, a small while with the bad guys and Puss in Boots, too. Now, the bad guys I haven't really seen myself, but from what I've seen on the internet, people loved it. Now, was it as successful as Puss in Boots 2? Not really. Puss in Boots 2, which I actually did see, was, actually, was a genuinely amazing animated film. Now, would I call it a masterpiece? Not really, but you can definitely tell, like, the effort that was actually put in all parts of it. Like, who knew that a spinoff, who knew that a spinoff series to Shrek could actually stand on its own legs, especially since the original Puss in Boots film was, eh, rather forgettable. But even then, the sequel stands on its own so well because it's able to mesh characters, it's able to actually write them out in a limited amount of time, and it's actually able to make you... And it's actually able to make you appreciate what can go into either how we live our lives or the or the inevitability of mortality, etc. Honestly, I'd say that DreamWorks truly should just let things cook in the oven a bit more, and I think they'll be able to hit their stride. 
Now, apparently Kung Fu Panda 4 does come out next year in which I'm honestly a little bit worried because I do think that instead of Kung Fu Panda 4, what they should be doing is a Tigress spinoff. I mean, we saw how incredible Puss in Boots was to Shrek. So with Tigress being a spinoff with her own character and agency, I think that would give like DreamWorks even more of the stride that they once had. Now, Illumination, it's the Minions Company. So that's pretty much it on that. Outside of that, though, the Mario movie, it was pretty all right. Like, it's one of those movies where I can tell you have to be, like, a genuine Mario fan to enjoy it the most. But outside of that, I feel like after watching it, it's one of those movies where you're going to just leave it on in the background. Where during the first viewing, yeah, it'll probably catch your eyes. There will be funny bits, like everything Jack Black does is Bowser and the occasional, like, scenic joke or two. But outside of that, though, it's essentially you can tell that it's made by the Minions Company. The movie goes by fast. There's not really much substance to it. Like, it's basically Despicable Me, but with a Mario skin on it. The humor, eh, it's serviceable. Like, it'll definitely get a giggle or two out of your kid if that's what you want. But if you're somebody who's probably watching it, like, out of genuine interest to see how a Mario movie could look, as you watch more and more of it, you can tell that they definitely could do better. Now, don't get me wrong. This doesn't stop, like, all the amazing Easter eggs, such as the DK rap or, like, Mario's ringtone being the GameCube startup sound. Those are the types of bits that I truly do love, because I can tell that Illumination truly did appreciate making a Mario film. I mean, of course, they had they definitely had Nintendo stepping on their necks to make sure it doesn't stay, stay stray away from it being a Mario film. But the film was clearly successful with audiences. Like, as of now, it's made over $800 million, and I'm pretty sure that by the time the weekend hits, as of this moment in time, by the time you're listening to this, who knows, probably has already gone over a billion dollars, in which Nintendo has already confirmed that there will be more, like, Nintendo movies in the future, and Illumination's already hinted that we're getting a sequel to this film, so... Yeah, get ready to see more animated video game adaptations thanks to Illumination making this film successful. Now, let's go on to my favorite thing to talk about, which would be independent animation. Personally, I think the indie animation industry is on the rise at the moment. I don't know why I'm calling it an industry when really it's its own thing, but still. A lot more people are starting to get more into animated pilots online, and I truly do appreciate that because it's showing, like, what human hands can do without having like a corporate without having a corporate overlord behind them. Like one of my favorite one of my favorite pilots that I've watched recently was something I mentioned earlier, Lackadaisy. Absolutely beautiful. You see, it's based on this webcomic that's set in the Prohibition era, where essentially it's like gang warfare, going through like the struggles of like turf wars, having to bring in like the illegal substances during that era back then. But it's all, but what really sets it all apart is the fact that it's all of this with the entire audience, as, with the entire audience and cast as cats. Like, I don't know why, but in this pilot, watching these cats have like a shootout with each other really just had me sitting there like, wow, I can really ignore the fact that this is set during an era where people are hiding illegal substances. And I'm not trying to promote any of those in any way, but I am going to promote that you watch Lackadaisy. Like, trust me, it's one of those things that I do think that the industry would need more of, especially since we're in an idea where we're in that 
idea and of an era where we want everything to get adapted in a way. However, companies are trying to adapt the most popular things that they're missing out on the lesser things that can actually be a hit. Like Lackadaisy was able to get like over 10 million views in just three days of being out. Like a company, like I already know, like a television network such as like Cartoon Network or Disney would kill to have those for TV ratings. Speaking of which, television animation, as much as as much as I love going back and revisiting shows such as like Samurai Jack and Avatar, I do think that it is currently at its weakest, and that's because of the fact that everybody's putting all their efforts into streaming. Nowadays, it feels like the television shows feel more of like an afterthought, especially since now we're in an era where the where the air where the company behinds it are going through like so many shifts and turns that they don't really have like enough of that material to put out there for audiences to enjoy. And that's because a lot of the audiences that they try to strive for aren't necessarily watching their stuff. Like funnily enough, there's a recent Disney Channel show, I'm trying to remember it, called The Owl House that came out. And apparently that was a hit with like a young adult audience, but because it didn't fit like that Disney because it didn't fit like that Disney image, according to the executives, they canceled it early in which you could probably see a lot of the fan outcry if you scroll through like Twitter or YouTube or so. And honestly, I'd say that Disney, I'd say that the executives are a bit out of touch for that. If anything, I'd say that this would be an opportunity to make more money. I mean, think about it. Instead of trying to exclusively promote to kids, if you can, ex if you can promote to like, kids and young adults with like programming of their own you'll actually be able to get like more stories and sell out there you'll be able to find a lot more successes than exclusively catering to like one demographic especially since we can see this through like the old cartoon network that had like their very own shows along with being mixed with toonami where they were able to show like anime aimed towards like teens and young adults back then and those were definitely successes like it was so much of a success that even after a hiatus, Toonami was brought back now in the modern day times. And while sure, there's still a lot to be improved on, this doesn't stop the fact that television animation is what led to a lot of what the industry is most popular for now. Like if it wasn't for like old Cartoon Network or like original segments like the Disney Afternoon for Disney Channel, we probably wouldn't have had like the movies and television shows that we had now without them. I mean, after all, Cartoon Network's renaissance be after their classics and after their classics ended happened thanks to Adventure Time and regular show being hits, which are definitely amazing shows, by the way. You should definitely rewatch them because I know a good bit of you guys have seen them. Now, this is last but not least, in which this will be anime now. Anime could be its entirely own episode because the industry itself is a, would open up an entirely new can of worms. Like, we're talking about an industry where animators are overworked, underpaid, and they still have to get out, like, quality content unless they want, like, a bunch of basement dwellers on Twitter, like, talking about, talking about their very own works, calling it either poorly animated or mid or yada, yada, yada. Honestly, I'd say that Anime is one of those things where it's kind of becoming oversaturated, but that's only because nowadays they're in that mindset where it's, they're actually the opposite of like how 
Western animation companies are. Western animated companies only animate the most popular things. Meanwhile, anime decides, hey, let's animate everything. And that's because there's so much of an audience for different genres there that they try to eat, have their cake and eat it too. But unfortunately, this does lead to the industry becoming oversaturated. Animators are having to stay like beyond hours because they have to deal with the fact that so many shows have to be produced and that there's not enough manpower to produce them. Unfortunately, this is a system that can't be fixed overnight, and that's because so many things get announced all at once. However, there might be there might be a chance where one day the industry could change. However, it'll have to happen slowly. And that's because of the fact that there's so many like long runners, so many popular popular manga that companies all try to stride for first. Like, funnily enough, one of the most popular anime of recent times, Spy Family, had 20 animation companies fighting over it. Just because it was so popular as a manga, they wanted to have, like, that rights to adapt it. And even so, getting the, getting the rights to animate it, while plentiful to the company, it'll still put more strain on the employees there, because to them, that'll just be another thing to animate. However, I can't really generalize that for everybody, because there are genuine passion projects. Like, for example, Demon Slayer is one of the most popular things to ever happen in Japan right now. And so far, it's been able to deliver two and starting out with the third season of quality content that fans can enjoy. Each of the animators behind Demon Slayer make sure to put all of their entire passion into it because they genuinely love the work. They make sure to give it the entertaining desire along with the audiences being able to enjoy it as much as they can. Now, could there be a potential fix in the future when it comes to the long runners? Yes, actually. Believe it or not, Toei Animation, their hit anime, One Piece, for a while, that was, like, extremely poorly animated, but then for but then they stopped, then they stopped it for a while, found out what the production problems were, and now they're able to deliver quality content while the animators are able to, like, live like healthy lifestyles at the same time so it's clear that if they all like took some time to like point out what the problems of that company might be they might be able to see if they can find a way to like help their employees be able to like not only enjoy the work that they do but also like be healthy while doing it instead of pulling a studio map where they just get every popular adaptation just so that they can animate it and so, this concludes my very first State of the Industry address. Yeah, I know a lot of it was me rambling, but I just wanted to get a lot of these off my chest because I do believe that the industry, whether in both America, Japan, or even all over the world, is currently experiencing a shift. However, a lot of these shifts comes from, like, different problems for all of them. A lot of, in which a lot of it's trying to, like, appeal to certain demographics that's not really engaging with their material or like overworking their staff or they're just not really like promoting their stuff well. Fortunately, independent animation is actually is actually able to avoid these problems because they're able to work on it on their own time because they're independent. However, because however this also happens because they don't necessarily have the funding required that bigger and more popular studios would have but as time goes on they might get picked up by a bigger studio and thus they, who knows they might become the next big thing 
And so with that, I bid you all adieu and look forward to the finale that will be coming up next. Thank you.